Welcome to the healing art of being you. Today we're talking boundaries, specifically around our digital spaces and the content we're allowing to take up space in our minds. We live in this hyper-connected society with a constant stream of information and influence right at our fingertips at all times. Be it television, social media, news feeds, or digital communication, every morsel of media we consume is being archived into our brains, creating neural pathways and defining our perspective on the world around us. It's important to be able to identify what types of content elevate your psyche and what messaging is throwing a wrench in the gears of your healing journey, leaving you feeling disconnected from self or overwhelmed with negativity. We're here today with an open-hearted discussion on how you can safeguard your psyche with actionable steps to tailor your experience of technology so that it can support your mental health instead of hindering it. We'll help you learn how to create an environment that allows you to show up every day from a calmer, more grounded state of mind. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Chelsea and Allison. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Art of Being You podcast. Today, we are talking about guarding your psyche from low vibrational content, which is a fancy way of saying blocking out all of the garbage so that it doesn't infiltrate your mind and make you also feel like garbage. So... (laughs) Otherwise known as boundaries. Or that... That is an easier way of saying it. I like yours better. I mean, it's more descriptive. Yours is better. (laughs) Yours is way better. (laughs) So basically, we all know there's like a whole bunch of crap. There's just like a whole bunch of crap all Mm -hmm. around us. And it's really hard to like not have that just like weigh us down on a regular basis. Like how do you stay informed of what's going on in the world and then also not simultaneously feel massively depressed by what's going on in the world? Right. It's really hard. What would you say is your like... The thing that tends to sneak past your boundaries more than anything else. Like, where do you find that your negativity comes in more? Is it in the form of, like, social media? Is it in the form of your own thoughts? Is it in the form of other people around you or the TV shows or the movies that you watch? What tends to be your your biggest, like, ugh, yep, Mm. I let that one in again. (laughs) Yep. For me, it is definitely the people around me. And it's um, taking on what they are feeling at that time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times... um, It'll be, like, whether it's chaos or overwhelm or anxiety or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, um, I will manage myself in theory (laughs) Um, and what I'm really actually ending up doing is likely taking it on Mm -hmm. and and being like, okay, owning it. Yep, Mm -hmm. this is my responsibility. This is where the stories start. And Mm -hmm. so it then tends to be like, uh, I mean, these stories get pretty far out Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it's like you have an event happening with a friend or you know an acquaintance and I then pick up on their energy and create a whole story of why that is my responsibility Mm -hmm. and somehow I'm letting them down Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. so it's definitely the stories and the life happenings and suffering of others that Mm -hmm. then tends to sneak past my little boundaries because Mm -hmm. we trigger that survival and savior complex. It's like, (laughs) I got it. It's okay. I'm fine. It's, I, uh, I just want to help you. But at the same time, that's not mine to carry. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about you? What, what take, makes it past your boundaries? Honestly, it is like, um, like professional storytelling. So whether it's in the form of books or in the form of movies or TV shows, um, I try to I try to do a really good job of like guarding myself from that. Like I don't watch horror mm-hmm. at all. I can't get it out of my brain in any way, shape, or form. I also limit quite a bit of suspense that I watch mm-hmm. um, because again, I can't get it out of my brain. Yep. Like to the point that like I am convinced when I walk around the corner, someone's going to attack me, and I'm literally like I'm walking around my house with my hand clenched in a fist. It's like this is good for no one. Um, but the problem is, is that I I genuinely love the story that's being told, uh-huh. and it's not like I think this is like a a beautiful story that everyone should hear. It's just like, it's so captivating. I have to know what happens. So I find that I know what happens in a lot of horror movies simply because I get on Wikipedia and I read the plot line and like action for action of what happened. Cause if I see it being shown uh-huh. to me, it is in there yeah. and I can't unsee it. I can't unhear it. Uh-huh. And so, um, sometimes when like, the timing is right, the right person's there, the mood is right, all of a sudden I find myself getting sucked into a movie or a show mm-hmm. or something like that. And then I'm like, well, I guess I will just see you all in a week after I've been a zombie because I haven't slept. Like, I can't, I can't, yes. and I can't turn it off. Right. That's the other thing is, like, it kicks in that, like, addictive uh-huh. part of my brain where it's like I'm sitting here knowing this is a terrible idea. Yeah. You will not be able to sleep after this. Uh-huh. You are also going to, like, like stress dream of every single one of your family members and loved ones in this exact same position. Why are you doing this to yourself? And the response is, because I have to know what happens next. <laughs> it's like, why? You don't. Just look it up online. Look it up online. Yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. And I'm like, I like read a book series, mm-hmm. and I, I try not to get involved in any series until they are completed. Yeah. Because then you, I can like read ahead of what's actually going right, to happen. And I know, for it. I mean, I have to, I have to know, is this person going to live through this event? I have to know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I can save myself from having to watch the events unfold and I can just know this person is going to live, then I can just like skip through that and just get to the next episode. <laughs> oh I don't gosh. need to know all this stuff. I love it's it. It's really bad because the imagery for me, yeah, the imagery sticks with me. Mm-hmm. I do pretty well with people I do I've gotten a lot better over the years of not owning other people's suffering it still sneaks in Mm -hmm. because I think just if you have compassion for life it sneaks in Mm -hmm. you know yep um I do I have I have curated a pretty good social media feed um where I'm not hearing and seeing a lot of the stuff that I don't really want to hear and see right but it was also a very conscious effort absolutely because I think that um I think that COVID was a really rough time. I think it was a very politically charged time. And I think it was was a very polarizing time for people. And it was very easy to sit there and like either read something and be like, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or read something and be like, these freaking people are walking the planet. Like these are other humans that we have Mm -hmm. to deal with. Are they ridiculously stupid? Like what's happening here? You know? And the problem was, is that. People on both sides thought, thought the exact same thing with each yeah, other. Exactly. You know? It was like extreme. It was super extreme. Mm-hmm. I think that um, anytime that there's an election season, I think that that's incredibly polarizing as well. Absolutely. And so what I ended up having to do actually was like a very conscious effort of like when there was somebody who would post a lot of things like that, it was just always see less of this person, see less of this person. Mm-hmm. And so I, over time, was able to curate a feed of funny memes <laughs> um, inspirational quotes mm-hmm. and um, like workout videos. Right. That's pretty much all that is either like comedy 
personal growth mm-hmm. or like ideas for workouts where it's like, you know, oh, that looks interesting. I wonder if my body can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I really don't see a lot of the other kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's just, it's what I have like intentionally spent the time to curate. Yeah. So yeah, if you're, if you're noticing like, oh my God, I hate Facebook. It's so, it's so doomsday. It's so catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably cause you've spent too much time reading the things yep. that like, Facebook is like, oh, they like this. Let's give them more. Exactly. And then what we perceive becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. So we perceive that everything is terrible. And then therefore we are looking for evidence that everything is terrible. Yep. And that just throws us further into the spiral. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you allow yourself to just like consciously go and like block all that kind of stuff out and just say, I am only available for positivity. And positivity doesn't mean ignorance. No, we're not talking positive. We're, we're not, not talking like, toxic positivity. No, we're just like, like, like that's not the case. Everything's great and wonderful and this right. world has no problems. It's not that. No. But it's more the proactive content. Mm-hmm. The more the, you Optimism. know, yeah, more the optimistic side that like humans still have a role to play in bettering the world. Yes. We're not just screwed. Yes. You know? Amen. Oh my gosh, yes. It's not that everybody in power is an idiot. There are some people who are still trying right. to help. There are some people who haven't sold their soul to the devil yet. Absolutely. There are still ways for us to improve. Yeah. And even if we can't rely on people who you think you can rely on, there are other communities on the ground level that are trying to do the work. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And there's still people who put those people in power. Right. right? We still have... We're, we still have autonomy. We still have some extent. autonomy there. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love that you said this. The thing that actually sticks out to me is I am definitely not the person who's like clenching the fist and ready for the attacker <laughs> around the corner by <laughs> any means. But I actually have like a pretty strict like no TV rule before bed because mm-hmm. I can't turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. I can't turn my nervous system is so activated. And the ironic thing is that typically when I break this rule, it's... Um, with the intention of connection with Matt, with mm-hmm, my fiance. Mm-hmm. And we, because I, I love a good Netflix, Netflix bitch like anybody else, mm-hmm. right? But I can't do it before I'm going to go to bed. And likely his taste when it comes to entertainment is suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It's action. It's that stuff, right? And so I can actively see that when the TV goes on, even if I'm wearing the blue light glasses, even if I have him turn the blue light all the way down, right? I'm still awake for like two to three hours mm-hmm. after that TV turns off, no matter how hard I try mm-hmm. to, to shut it down. And it's it's truly something that, interestingly enough, isn't as like conscious as like, okay, no, I know that this is, I can't watch the horror, I can't do this. Like it's right. it, it's it's the it's behind the scenes pattern yeah. that I'm like, no, I can't do this, right? Mm-hmm. And the story for me was it was the light, mm-hmm. not the nervous system activation of right. needing to know what happens or right. even even just being in an elated state watching something joyful or comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's still activating mm-hmm. and bringing me into the story mm-hmm. that then doesn't allow me to like rest and digest afterwards right. and decompress. Right. Yeah, you and your orange phone, I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. I work night shift friends, so my phone stays on night shift and it's like a a thing. It's like an orange screen. I'm like, how do you even see? Like, although I did take a page out of your book and I did turn on my like nighttime mode or whatever uh-huh. between like 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. Look at you. And it's real trippy though because if I'm on my phone at that time uh-huh. where it's like 8.58 mm-hmm. and I'm like just like answering some messages or whatever and then all of a sudden it's like, Shh, I was like, oh God, I hate that orange screen. <laughs> 
And that's one of my best motivators to get off my phone because I'm like, I don't want to look at this anymore. So putting boundaries for myself Mm -hmm. because I know I want to sit there and scroll on my phone, but I don't like the way it looks when it has that Uh orange screen to it. But I'm like, well, that's that's one way to get around that process of trying to get rid of the phone. Uh Um, But that's interesting that you talk about because I know that you have your own history with ADHD Mm -hmm. and, you know, Anybody who's listened before knows my husband also has ADHD, and um, I'm like a, a magnet for it. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> come, come to me, all my friends with ADHD. Um, but for him, he can't get he, his noises so much that he has to have something on, but nothing he has to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So he'll watch the same thing over and over and over again. So like, I think we have seen the episodes of Friends. I think we've gone through Friends. I my guess is we've been through all of the seasons at least. I'm going to guess 15 to 20 times. Um, and like, but he'll have it. Like I I told him, I was like, I really want to get to a process where I am not sleeping with the TV on. Yeah. So he'll sleep with like headphones on. So he's not really watching it, but he's just like listening to it. Mm-hmm. And he has a few different comedies that he just like cycles through. But for a while there, he was super into watching bones, which is not a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah. murder mystery yeah, type like of situation. situation. Right. Yeah. Um, and, what was really weird when talking about like blocking out this content for us mm-hmm. is I started waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares and very, very real nightmares mm-hmm. where I'm like, tears are streaming down my face. And like, he would wake up. He's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm not okay. So he would kind of like bundle me up and just like, mm-hmm. we would just kind of sit there and I would fall back asleep, just feeling safe again. And then in the morning I was like, God, I had the craziest nightmare. And I would start telling him about this nightmare and he was like, that might have been my fault. I'm like, how would that have been your fault? He was like, so, because um, I told him, like, I don't want to watch these things before bed. Yeah. So he and I would watch a show, like a comedy, uh-huh. and then after I fell asleep, he would then turn on Bones. He'd start the Friends, and then you yes. were in the And then I was and like, like, and now it's time for Bones. <laughs> and he's like, so I turned on Bones after you fell asleep, and this was the episode that happened, and it was my dream. Yeah. And I was like... How crazy is the brain? Like, so crazy. that's bonkers. And it happened on like enough occasions that he was like, we kind of just came to this agreement. But, like, okay, no more bones in the bedroom. It wasn't like it was just like this one time, some things kind of like happened mm-hmm. to drip in while I was in a certain sleep cycle and my body held on to it. Mm-hmm. It was like, nope. Every single time you turn on bones, I end up having a nightmare yep. that somebody in my family has been murdered. And mm-hmm. I, I wake up in these like hot, sweaty, tear-induced, very real dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is not gonna work for me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Absolutely. so now he like does not well, we don't have the TV on anymore, but at that time he was like, Okay, no more bones uh-huh. at bedtime. He's like, he's he's perfectly fine listening. I'm like, how do you not? <laughs> right. <laughs> how are you perfectly fine with this? Because it doesn't bother him. But yeah, for me, I'm just like, hmm. I love that you pointed that out because truly, like, we talk about it all the time in the body code. Mm -hmm. The energy Mm -hmm. of what you're consuming Mm -hmm. very much impacts your physical body. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, this is something that people don't think about Mm -hmm. because it's just entertainment. It's just TV. It's just a video game. It's just this. It's just that. And I can't tell you how many times kids, especially with video games and with entertainment, they have patterns that get trapped in their body related to this energy that's Mm -hmm. happening. And I honestly saw it with my fiance Mm -hmm. in a very interesting way. Um, There was a disagreement, if you will, very early on in my spiritual journey that had a lot of, um, I mean, there was ego to it. Well, Mm -hmm. I will call a spade a spade, but it was very much like he was doom scrolling 
and was losing his mind about what he was seeing. And I was like, I just don't understand why you let them have access to your energy like that. Like the world is hard enough as it is. We have enough problems as it is. Like, why is it that you are allowing them the opportunity to ruin your day the minute that you wake up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, don't, don't we think we're superior? Now? You know, <laughs> all the things, right? But it was true. It was something that, like, was a really, really big indicator for me that I was like, no, like, that, mm-hmm. that is toxic. Mm-hmm. That has a huge impact on your state of mind, your peace, your mm-hmm. inner peace, and the way that you interact with people mm-hmm. from here on out, and just the overall anger that you feel throughout the day, and it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should make some adjustments. And mm-hmm. he's a manifester, so he's not really one to take advice or be told anything. Fair enough. And so it definitely happened, like, in this organic kind of way where just the other day he said to me, he was like, I think I've, I think I've done enough uh, work on my, my newsfeed now that all I get is car posts, car videos, and, like, golf yeah. and animal videos. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, look at you go. And that's not someone who would openly identify mm-hmm. that any of this energy mm-hmm. within what he's consuming impacts him, mm-hmm. but it absolutely does. And he can see mm-hmm. the benefit now. Mm-hmm. And he can even see, he's like, yeah, I can see when I have been, you know, consuming all this stuff that then when it comes time to put the scrubs on and go to work, it's like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not, I'm not in a good mood. I'm, I'm in an angry, hateful mood and I'm just yep. bitter and upset. And ultimately... It's it's because I have all of my energy mm-hmm. outside of me worrying about all of these things that ultimately you really don't have control over mm-hmm. because that's the idea of it being put on your feed, right, mm-hmm. is to be put there so that you are being pulled into it, but it's typically not something that you can actively, like, mm-hmm. change or do anything about. Mm-hmm. It just is causing that trigger. Right. Well, because, I mean, at the end of the day, social media is a business, mm-hmm. right? Like Facebook, Instagram... TikTok, all, all the different platforms. They're just a business. They're looking to make money. They make money by you being on them. Mm-hmm. So the happier, or I, sh- I shouldn't say happier, the stronger the emotion is that you have while you're there, mm-hmm. the longer you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we don't, like, they're definitely capitalizing on that addictive part of our brains, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they're a business. It's a good business model. Terrible for human beings. Right. But a good business model. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they're doing what they're doing as a business. The cool thing is, as a consumer of the business, we get to determine how we want to cultivate our experience. Absolutely. And if you are somebody who feels like, I lose hours on social media, I get very strong emotions on social media. You know, like, I just feel this, like, pit in my stomach, or I Mm -hmm. notice I'm always just super irritable after we're done with this. Well, that might be a great place for you to start setting a boundary with yourself Mm -hmm. and with your technology. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're somebody who responds well to timers, I am not. I can set a timer and be like, okay, I'm going to finish this task at this time. And it'll be like, the timer will go off and I'll be like, well, I only have like a half page left. I'll just finish this page. And then I'm like, and I'm back in my story. I'm not leaving. So timers don't work right for me, but they do work for some people, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. But if timers don't work for you, then, then maybe work on like curating your feed. You know, figuring out what it is that you actually want to see. And if you find that it's something that's giving you a strong, undesired reaction, just hit, you know, see less of this, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, or hide this, or whatever, whatever platform, they have different terminology. So just 
don't allow, just tell the algorithm, I don't like that, mm-hmm. right? That's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, right? Because at the end of the day, like, social media is an ever-evolving mm-hmm. entity, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it started off as connection, and mm-hmm. then it kind of turned into entertainment. And mm-hmm. now it is, like, an entertainment slash informative platform. Like, mm-hmm. there's, you can choose to find great information out there, mm-hmm. you know? You can choose to doomsday scroll. Mm-hmm. But either way, what you're finding on your feed, if you're not sure what you're being bombarded with in life, if you're not sure what is dragging you down, immediately go to your social media feed and mm-hmm. see what it's telling, like what it's showing up for you. That is a fantastic indication of what you are choosing to give your attention to. And it's not just that you're choosing to give your attention to it while you're on the app. You are choosing to see it out and about wherever you go. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Like, it's just, if you're looking at stuff and it's all about selfish people ruining the world, yada, 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 and then you go to drive to work and somebody cuts you off, you're immediately like, oh, that person's so selfish, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. And it's just like, well, maybe. But if you spent the morning and you're looking at things about grace and patience and understanding that everybody has a story Mm -hmm. and then you're on your way to work and somebody cuts you off, then you might be more likely to be like, oh, geez. That person's probably in a big hurry. Right. I hope everything's okay. Forgiveness, absolutely. You know? yep. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes time. It takes a lot of work. But it's just taking out those things that just make it way harder to reach your goals. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So that's the social media, my, my little social media rant. No. Because it, can be, it can, can be a really great experience. It can. It doesn't it have to can. be. It can be a great way to connect with that's people what I was gonna who say. have I like minds. Like people who have, people can also utilize your social media mm-hmm. for good. Mm-hmm. Right? So... It is also something that, like, we have control over that. If you are someone who regularly feels like they utilize social media to vent or to express negative emotion, maybe that's an opportunity to deep dive within yourself and see, like, okay, Mm -hmm. why am I bringing this here and what do I hope to gain from it? Is it connection? Mm -hmm. Likely, if I'm going to sit down and be honest with myself and, like, really look within, I'm going to find a lot more connection there than Mm -hmm. I would putting this out for the masses. Mm-hmm. And in addition, you know, like, scribe, share. Mm-hmm. It, it is something that, like, if you are seeing something that really does positively benefit you, mm-hmm. then that's when you share that out in the world. Mm-hmm. And you can also help control that narrative. Mm-hmm. I think that that's super powerful. And I also think that the concept of we are absorbing everything around us at all times, even when we're asleep, is not something that is very well known Mm -hmm. um, or at least brought to the awareness of others. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, huge, huge moment. Mm -hmm. So when you're sleeping, if the TV is on, you're not getting the rest that you need. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the rest that you believe that you're getting either. Your nervous system is still activated Mm -hmm. and your brain is in a desynchronized state so you're more open to things like hypnosis Mm -hmm. so when you hear things over and over and over again and they are emotionally heavy Mm -hmm. horror pain sorrow Mm -hmm. fear all of those things that's going to have a huge impact on you even if you were just the sleeping bystander yeah because you wake up in the morning and then you start having the physical feelings Mm -hmm. the tightness in your chest just that overwhelming sense of kind of like gloom going into your day of just like i mean i feel like we've all woken up that way like oh god Mm -hmm. this day is gonna be terrible yeah you don't even like i don't even yeah i don't even know why but i just i have just i don't 
ugh, I don't want to do today, mm-hmm. you know? And it can be because of all that kind of, like, messaging that you're picking up because we're not putting up the boundaries to be like, you know what? It's not super helpful. If I want to watch something that's more suspense-based, I'm probably going to watch it at, you know, 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon right. where I have the entire day to put a lot of other more positive things in mm-hmm. my brain, you know? Right. Um, and just kind of... Letting it intentional. It may be more intentional about like that type of stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And like what is your purpose behind seeking that? Just like you said, if you're gonna vent on social media, what is your purpose? Are you looking for support? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for connection? Like, are you looking for other people to tell you how great and wonderful you are? Because all of those are screaming inner work. Mm-hmm. All of those are screaming like, hey, you need to start loving yourself. And and you might not know how to do that. Right. A lot of people don't know how to do that. I certainly didn't, you know? Like, it takes a long time. It's a practice. It takes, yeah, it takes it's practice and it takes work and it takes outside assistance to get there for most people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get some people who are unicorns that just have that Thrive. inner, yeah, that inner knowing and stuff like that. But most people need some help to see it. Mm-hmm. So how do you get... Because you mentioned kind of at the beginning mm-hmm. that you feel like it's more the people around you yes. that tend to, like, bleed in their uh-huh. emotions that you just kind of, like, pick up. Yep. What do you do to kind of get yourself that get yourself that boundary there to kind of not absorb that? Yeah, I definitely take some space. Mm-hmm. My first go-to is, like, okay, I am feeling activated by the energy that mm-hmm. I'm being met with. So I'm going to remove myself from that energy. Mm -hmm. Typically, it is me just going into a different room, taking a couple minutes, deep breathing, um, trying to find some peace of mind within myself, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately asking myself what it is I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. What emotion am I feeling? Is that mine Mm -hmm. or is that theirs? And I will be honest with you, there is a wonderful book called... um, self-care for the self-aware and it talks about energy and the ability of empaths Mm -hmm. to bring in the energy of their surroundings right and feel it and and truly embody it and it gives a very wonderful visual where it's like an open hole in your heart Mm -hmm. that you can feel it but it gets to pass through. You don't have to hold it. Mm-hmm. And so really getting myself into that visualization of like, okay, hold on a second. I know that I'm going to experience the sensations of others when I'm in their space. At the same time, it's my responsibility to make sure that I don't let that trigger me because if I do, then I'm going to be the one screaming at you and I'm going to be the one all, you know, whatever. And like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not how I enjoy existing. So Mm -hmm. very much um, identifying that there are emotions and everyone is entitled to their own reality and I can support them and show compassion towards them without taking responsibility for them. So really it's that space and having that time to go within and find clarity. And that's not easy to always get. Like, let's be honest here. Like, it's not always easy to be like, hi, I'm going to need you to stop whatever it is that you're talking about or doing or like forcing on me right now because I've got to escape for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that's not an easy conversation to have a lot of times because they're like, this shit needs done mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But over time practicing, I've gotten a lot better about it. And 
the people around me are so much more receptive to it. And so even like I get questioned like, like Matt, if, if I'm feeling off, like I was feeling off this past weekend and he's like, do you want to talk about it? Like I, I might surprise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you feeling? And I'm like, okay, no, we're, we're, we're keyed in on what's going on within my existence. What do I do? Right. You know, it was just this, <laughs> mind-blowing moment that I was able to realize and see that like because I'm getting better at showing up for myself he's getting better at letting me show up for myself and understanding that's what I need and how to support me through it rather than the gut reaction which a lot of us do is to invalidate and devalue because what pain they are experiencing is triggering you Mm -hmm. and you can't Mm -hmm. feel that well because I think about like People hear it all the time, I feel like, especially with close ones, it's like, you don't even care. Yeah. It's like, if you're not as upset as I am, you don't even care. So it trains us to mirror their response, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Oh, if they're upset about this, I need to also be upset about this in order to show them that I am compassionate and I care. And then in the process of doing that, now we own the feeling, we own the solution, which we have no part in. So then it just festers in us, Mm -hmm. hoping a solution presents itself for this person who's actually experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And then now we're obsessing about it. How did that thing go? How did this resolve? Blah, 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 blah. And we start obsessing about it. And it's like, no, I can still be supportive of you. I am so sorry this is going on at work. Mm-hmm. What can I do to help? Right. You know, what can I, do you need somebody to talk to? Do you just need to like rant and yell for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go for a walk? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's going to work best for you here? Yes. You know, but that doesn't mean like she is a jerk. I cannot believe she did that. The next time I see her, like we don't need to be that person. We mm-hmm. don't need to get all hyphy with it. You no. know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that my best technique for helping it is like I I love the do not disturb function on a phone. It is by far my absolute favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my do not disturb, I would say realistically is probably on 70% of the time, maybe more than that. Um, because what it does is number one, it helps me stay very present in the in the thing that I'm doing in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like there is nothing. I don't, this is, maybe this is just a trigger for me, but I find it very, like, it sets the tone for me if somebody, like, if we're sitting, if I'm sitting down with somebody and they go and they set their phone on the table right there. Mm-hmm. Even if they, like, flip it over and they're, like, not paying attention to it, you can still hear it buzz. You can still see, and it's like, you know, they're looking at it. Or people who have, like, a smartwatch and they're doing this kind of thing. Like, I just, it's probably just a trigger for me where it's like, I'm trying to give you everything that I am in this moment, and Mm -hmm. you are clearly splitting your focus between other things that you think are a competing priority. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to give you all of my attention? Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And then I I feel like, so number one, it hides the distraction of other people trying to get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is that I really like about it is that when people go to text you, they see that your do not disturb is on. So it sets the tone for the response. It helps them recognize that it's not that I don't care about what you're saying. It's not that I don't want to respond to you. It's that I'm not actually available right now. Mm-hmm. And it helps, It helps, like you said, it sets the expectation and it gives them the opportunity to also set boundaries. It's like, hey, I am setting boundaries and I am also cool with you setting boundaries. So if I send you a text and you don't respond to me for three hours... I'm actually not going to be mad at you about that. I don't feel like this needs an immediate response because if it did require a more urgent response, I would call you. Right. 
right? Like I would make this more of an urgent situation. Mm -hmm. I would call you, I would leave you a voicemail and I would say, Hey, I would send you a text and I would say, Hey, if you've got a minute to call me back, I just need a quick answer on this. Mm -hmm. And now you're setting the expectation very clearly of like, this actually is an urgent issue. I am like standing at the counter right now Mm -hmm. and need this information. Yeah. Most communication is not that urgent. Most communication can sit there and wait. You don't need my immediate response on my availability next Friday. That can wait until I am done, right? And then what it allows me to do is it allows me to then respond presently to the message at hand. The amount of times that I historically either misspoke, gave the wrong date or time for something, um, got halfway through a response and then never got back to it because one of the kids needed something. All the time. And then all of a sudden I'm like getting messages like, hey, are you ever going to respond to this? It's like, well, I kind of tried and here's my half sent message, but here's the rest of it, Mm -hmm. you know? The do not disturb function for me, by far my favorite. It has helped me become way more efficient. It helps me when I, it helps me get that barrier in place for when I have that message that does give me emotions Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. You know, Mm -hmm. like I can handle everything else first. That's easy. I can take a break. I can just let my mind clear. And then when I've had a minute to process it, then I can go back and I can respond to that. Mm -hmm. And it takes away that need to always have an answer for somebody, always be ready to act and to do and to know exactly what's going on. And then you get into that decision fatigue and you're just like, I can't even function right now, let Mm -hmm. alone tell you what I'm doing next Friday. You know, if you're asking me today what I'm doing next Friday, sleeping, sleeping is what I'm doing next Friday. Right. If I have to answer all of these messages the second they come in, I am sleeping next Friday. Right. Because I'm not going to sleep before then because I got a million messages coming in, you know? So yeah. So do not disturb. We're trying to, um, my oldest just got a phone recently. We're trying to help him with setting boundaries and mm-hmm. stuff like that and letting him know because because middle schoolers, you know, I mean, I realistically, I think they send like over they, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of text messages a day and none of them have any, I shouldn't say they don't have any importance, but it's like emojis or like, haha or hey, 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 where are you? you hey. Are- and it's like, oh my, <laughs> one hey was fine, you guys. One hey was fine. And when they see it, they'll respond. <laughs> like It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So he charges. We don't allow him to have his phone in his room. So he charges his phone in our bedroom. 6.30 in the morning. Bring, bring, bring. I was like, let's discuss the do not disturb function. <laughs> do not disturb turns on immediately when you put the phone in and you're going ready to bed. Mm-hmm. And it does not turn off again until... You are fully ready for school. That's that's how we're going to do this. Um, every time that you are doing your homework, we're going to turn that on because mm-hmm. it sets the tone with them. It says, hey, yeah. he's not available to talk right now right. because he is focusing on a different task. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that this will help him learn that like, even as he goes into the workforce, yeah. to set boundaries with his coworkers, with his boss of like, yes. I am actually currently functioning on a task, all of the research suggests that multitasking is not the most effective way to get things done. Right. You know? And so I am hopeful that this will say, like, it will help him build that boundary for others to say, like, this is the task I'm completing right now. I will get to that when I'm finished. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, do not disturb. Thank thank you to Nicole Short. She's the one who got me on this train. Love. And it has been life-changing. Yes. We love you. Yes. Rise Chiropractic. Yes. Rise Chiropractic. 
Alrighty. So hopefully that was helpful for those involved as to how you can put up some boundaries to help kind of limit all of the negativity that could permeate Mm -hmm. our psyches, but doesn't have to permeate our psyches. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Just likely when you guys feel real off and you feel like you're not yourself and there is a cloud over you, Mm -hmm. there's a cloud over you. Mm -hmm. The energy has latched on and you stepped in a bucket of muck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can clear that. It's it's not going to stay like that forever. It's not going to stay that way forever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But oftentimes we get in that spiral of like, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm broken. Mm -hmm. You're not broken. And then you start pulling at all of the things. You start Mm -hmm. seeing all of the things that you perceive are broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it could literally just be the fact that you were too vulnerable that day. You Mm -hmm. were a little too open. And Mm -hmm. you stepped into a bucket of muck. Yeah, stepped into a bucket of muck. Yeah. Yeah. Energy muck just hovering around you. Yep. Well, so to recap, options here are setting verbal boundaries of I need to take a break from this for a second, Mm -hmm. Um, curating your social media feed Mm -hmm. in order to show you the things that do bring you joy and don't necessarily bring you the muck, Mm -hmm. Um, using your do not disturb function. Yes. And not letting Ryan watch Bones when you're sleeping. Exactly. Don't watch Bones while you're sleeping. It's a great show. It's a great show. <laughs> Not while you're sleeping, though. Not while you're sleeping. Um, we hope this was helpful. We hope everybody has an absolutely great and wonderful week and that you can all help curate your own environment to support you so that you can move into your day with a little bit more love and light. Thank you so much. We hope you have a wonderful week. Bye, friends. Bye. Thank you for joining us in this thought-provoking discussion. I hope this episode has left you feeling well-equipped with the wisdom and tools to declutter and detox your mind from negativity. Remember that the power to nurture your soul and safeguard your energy from the messages that drain you lies within your grasp. If you found value in what you heard today, share this episode with someone in your life that could use a little inspiration and elevation, and leave us a review telling us how these strategies have influenced you and what topics you'd love to explore in future episodes. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower and uplift. Check out the show notes below for more information about how you can connect with us and grow in your healing journey. And don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram for more invigorating and inspiring content on your feed. Until next time, keep your boundaries strong and your spirit resilient. Thank you so much for all your support, and we're sending you off with love and light.